Cool. I just began recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this recording of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. Oh, well, nope. Fucked it up. Fucked it up already. I was trying to pull up the episode number. Just started playing the quarantine cast. Wonderful. God damn it. Episode 133, Voluntary Viewing, recorded on February 28th, 2021. Last day of February, last February podcast. God, February Last February ever. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. February 2021, this is the last day, huh? Last ever time, it'll be February 2021. Sorry, Ryan, were you saying February went by fast or slowly? Neither. I was saying it's weird that we'll never be in February of 2021 again. It's weird that we'll never be in February again, ever. That's just my wishful thinking that February won't exist anymore. Andrew, you're in a weird headspace, and I I wanted to maybe kick off the the old pod with it. Oh, boy. Uh, And (laughs) Andrew wants to move to the middle of the desert (laughs) on a five-acre plot of land with nothing around it. Uh, You could purchase it for approximately $90,000. Uh, you have to, I believe, fill up a tank with water yourself manually. Um, I can't, I can't, I don't remember if there was like power or if it was like a generator. I don't remember what the situation was, but it, it did, was, it didn't say anything. There was okay. nothing in the listing. I don't know. It was, if you have to like pump your own water, I'm like, ah, there, there might be some other shit that I don't know about. It was quote unquote, Andrew's ideal living situation. No, no, no. It would be Andy's oh. ideal. See, so you didn't say Andy, though. I was the one that... Oh, yeah, I did. you did. I, I did. And then you acknowledged, because you said, uh, be, like, be gone to hell, foul demon Andy, or something like that. I did not see Andy would definitely be at home there. I, I think I saw I'd. I read it as I'd, because you spelled Andy with an I, and I don't think that's canon. <laughs> Is it? I thought it was. I thought Andy that's... Was, with an I was canon. I is that, that's the woman's version of the name. Is Andy what? a woman this whole time, and we never? Uh, yeah. How does Andy no, identify? A- Andy's, that canon? A- Andy is an ethereal being. Andy is older than gender. <laughs> I, I will be right back. I got some issues with my headphones. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair. I've, okay. I found a house for ninety thousand dollars on five acres of land. Literally nothing around it. You have to haul water to a tank, and it's a wood-burning stove house. I don't know if it even has a hookup for anything. Andy would definitely be at home there. There you go. So, yeah. It's, uh, I guess it is Andy. Uh, seems like a lighthouse situation. Yeah. Mm. Would you live in a lighthouse, Andrew? So, yeah, I, I, I would. In the middle of the desert? <laughs> Weird place for a lighthouse, I don't think but okay. There's a, I don't th- yeah, I don't think there's a need for a lighthouse there. Um, it's not that I wanted or was looking to move out into the middle of the desert. I woke up this morning. I'm like, I got nothing to do. I might as well just look at some, uh, I don't know, like property listings in the Los, greater Los Angeles area. I'm like, well, if if I rented something there, I kind of know what the situation would be. It would be like, a, yeah, try to get in on something with you guys or just, yeah, like use your advice and live in the nearby area. But what if I wanted to buy property? Well, I could buy a condo. I could buy a condo for you know, however much money, depending on the neighborhood and that kind of stuff. But then I'm like, what about a house? Well, I know I will never be able to afford a house in Los Angeles. So what are some houses outside of Los Angeles? And the first thing that came up was this this plot, this five-acre plot of land with like a ranch-style home for $90,000. And it clearly needs some work. 
not like a total shithole house, but like it it needs some work. Also, no pictures of the interior, which is a red flag. Or <laughs> 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 running water, like. No, no, no. There is running water. It's just there is a giant water tank next to the house that you have to like. It says it comes with the water hauler. It says there's a nearby well. And you have to, I assume, like, hitch this water hauler thing to, like, your truck, drive it out there, fill it up, drive it back to your house, plug it into the water tank, fill it up there, and then there's your there's your water. <laughs> but yeah, it also said it had, like, a wood stove, so I don't know if that's, like, a, yeah, that's your heating. <laughs> the wood stove. I mean, there is, yeah, it's is this... LA, so heat is not a necessity as much as an option. Are you... Right. Are you buying one of the dilapidated houses the murderous hippies lived in in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It sounds like that's no, what you're but doing. No, those, those were also for sale. I did see those. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> well, I mean, not the exact homes, oh. but it was pretty one-to-one. Wow. Uh, he... Which were actually more expensive. Uh, oh, yeah, it has history. Yeah. See, buying some of the houses uh, from Sandy Shores in GTA Five, where Trevor yeah, Phillips absolutely. Lives. That, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, Jade, look at this shit. We're like, haha, what a shithole. Unless, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. JK, there's something here. There's something here. I don't even know if they have like internet out there. <laughs> but yeah, it's like literally in the middle of the desert. Uh, the, the plot that you would own is five acres, but, like, they showed some, like, aerial photos. There's nothing nearby. Yeah. I mean, like, there might be something, like, a mile away, but, like, there's nothing nearby. Yeah. I've driven through that neighborhood uh, once we were playing flag football there. I didn't want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking, like, redneck, like just completely backwater piece of shit disrepair like Mm -hmm. oh my god i was amazed that it was like the only thing separating it from like burbank and like sun valley and stuff like that was uh the the mountain like the the hill that i you know like have a picture of but it's like a fucking different planet because you have to go around. There's no highways that go up through mm-hmm. the mountains. So you, it is like an, you know, a 40-minute drive from where I am, even though distance-wise we're like right next to each other, just separated by a hill. And it, it's like a fucking time machine. Like it's impressive <laughs> how insane it is. And it, oh, my God, you're just driving through and you're like, yeah, I don't want to like if I had to get gas here. I'd be on fucking guard. Like, this shit is sketchy. Like, and not in like a, yeah, like, oh, it's, oh, there's rap music and <laughs> people standing around on corners. It was just so dilapidated, so run down, like gas stations with like letters missing from the signs. And like, it was just like, this sounds like there's going to be a banjo. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I am. I imagine that, like, you know, we buy this property, we move in, we're like, we can't wait to start some repairs, yada yada yada, and then the Hell's Angels show up <laughs> after we're like unpacking. They're like, "Hey, welcome to the neighborhood. We just wanted to, uh, like, hitting like a baseball bat against his hand. Let you know about the homeowner association fee." Yeah, and shit. Mad dog makes just... you some cookies laced with angel dust. Or you just fucking. You know, get unpacked. Like it's nice. You guys are like dancing in the living room, even though you know, like there's so much empty space. 
you know, have a, a tuck in for a good night's sleep, and you just hear like, <laughs> like outside outside your window, <laughs> just fucking hills of eyes. People start pouring yeah. in every yeah, single no, when entrance. You, you said like it's on the other side of the hill. I was going to say, oh, you mean the ones with eyes? Nah. I mean. Yeah. I have done a lot of hiking on our side of the hill, and it's great. It's pleasant. There's, you know, if you ever see someone, they're always in, like, you know, nice outdoor gear, like, just getting getting some exercise. Yeah, imagine the other side is. <laughs> Boy, a couple of those uh, communities, tent communities that sprang up when uh, a lot of people went to California because of the Great Depression for work just kind of kept going, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. They're about 80 years behind. Yeah. I don't want to trash no, 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 the entirety not. of that area, but let me just find... There was one specific region. Yeah, because we went through, uh, yeah, like La Crescenta. I think that's where we played in. And then, yeah, we got to Verdugo Hills, which was eh. And then, yeah, like, Shadow Hills and shit. And it was just like, oh, my God, this is awful. Like, this is getting so weird and bad. <laughs> also, if it, when looking at, like, the crime map of where this property was, by far the highest rate out of any of the neighborhoods that I, like, looked at. And I looked at s- some places. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, it's rate. Now, now, you, now you take into account <laughs> population. <laughs> And like, yeah, sure, South LA has qu- has quite the reputation, but also two million people live there. So <laughs> if you go to a place where only a hundred thousand people live and it's still and the bad, high, yeah, it's, then yeah. <laughs> it's gonna make it much, much, much worse. I mean, we and yeah, just making it absolutely clear that we are not bashing a low income community. We grew, we all grew up around the rural Midwest. Like, we are very aware of the difference of like. All right, make and do with what you what you have, what what you can afford, and then also just not giving a shit. Yeah, and this very much sounds like mm-hmm. the latter. We we all yeah, all three of us grew up in rural Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We are very like taught in the difference between run down because there's no money and run down because no You're one trash. yeah because everyone's <laughs> yeah. addicted to drugs and mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't doesn't give a fuck about anything other than their next uh, hit, which is, yeah, also sad in a, in right. a mental health mm-hmm. epidemic, but also dangerous. <laughs> like, but, people yeah, that this, desperate This isn't a look and point at the weird people. Yeah. This is a, a man look and stay away from the weird people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This took a turn. This took a turn. And... Yeah. Watch out. You'll hear, or du- I could just... You'll hear dueling banjos and... People pull out in front of you with a pickup truck and two dudes in the back with uh, overalls and a pot belly holding shotguns. Or I could just buy a house for 250000 in Compton. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah do that. <laughs> you would have to work in South LA is the thing that I had said. Like, it mm-hmm. is a, if, if you were going to move to South LA, that's totally fine. But like, to get anywhere else would be hell, so that would have to become your your area, basically, where you hold it down. So, and you'd have to like have the knowledge that you're part of the gentrification of the <laughs> <overall> yeah, <area. laughs> yeah. 
You definitely have to live with yourself that way. Yeah, now people keep talking about how, like, wow, Compton is a lot less scary than it used to be. And it's like, well, it's because more white people moved in and they kind of forced out through uh, gentrification a lot of the black people that lived there. I mean, Inglewood was the wild, wild west, and then they built a stadium for $6 billion and... uh, (laughs) Yeah, now it's rapidly becoming yuppie central. So, yeah, that's all it takes. I, I don't have a transition off of this. I'm sorry. I just have to say on the podcast today, we have someone who's the amalgamation of Andrew, Andy, Drew, and who knows how many other personas. Currently, Andrew Clark. Hey. I'm here all week, probably. Maybe. We don't know who's going to be around by Thursday. If Andy is spelled with an I, is Drew spelled with a U? Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a J-R-U-E. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if you can do that. (laughs) Also on the podcast today, we have the man with the least anglicized German last name in all of Los Angeles, Ryan Holtz. Yeah, I think you need like a Enberger or something like that, but uh, definitely yeah. up there. Could have could have could have anglicized it at some point, but you know when you live Holtzenberger. in Holtzenberger. Yeah, no, literally. When you when you live in a an, an immigrant family or not an immigrant family, like an immigrant community in rural Wisconsin for 150 years, there's not really as much of a need. No. And you get some great ones like Klitsky and. <laughs> Whatever else, and it's like, yeah, no, don't change that shit. That shit's gold. <laughs> Coons, but spelled like cunts. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> no one thought. No. Nah. Everyone was like, we know, and we love it. <laughs> and then last but not least, uh, meast. least is. <laughs> least? I thought you said meast. <laughs> uh, that would be West Patrick. <laughs> Uh, is me, Lucas DeRyder, a guy who is definitely not uh, playing Bravely Default 2 while we are recording. Jesus Christ. I'm not. I didn't know it was this bad. Definitely not. Nah, we're good. Have you, have you turned it off yet this weekend? So, yes and no, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it during the breakouts. But before then, we got to talk about News of the Week. Oh no, not another video game conference. <laughs> oh, buddy. And, and other, multiple others. Yeah. There's multiple video game conferences. <laughs> All right, well, ju- let's just burn through this one. I'll read off the bullet points and then we can take it from whatever is of interest to y'all. Uh, watch your ass, Nintendo. Sony did a state of play on the 25th. Uh, PS5 version of Crash Bandicoot is about time. Launches on March 12th. Returnal is out on April 30th for the PS5. Knockout City launches on May 21st for the PlayStation 4. The roguelike Brawler Sifu comes to PS4 and 5 later this year. Solar Ash is out for the PS4 and 5 this year. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach drops later this year. Robots are hot now, and that's a little weird to me, but moving on. (laughs) I haven't seen this. Hold on. <laughs> Must Google. The robots are hot, says Lucas. I mean... 
I don't. I don't. I don't know if those are. They're not. They're not fucked up like they were before, and this is getting into like furry territory. I guess is the point I was trying to make. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm terrified of furries. So. Uh, okay. Well. All right. These are what? If, yeah. What if they made a Five Nights at Freddy's game that was instead of animatronics, it was just furries. It's just people. Like can yeah, canonically furries. They're yeah. like. <laughs> they are like canonically made of flesh. That's like part of the. The the you know the lore. Yeah, because don't they rot? Yeah. Well, I, because they were like children forced into the costumes or something, I, and like killed. I don't know. It's all dumb. That sounds like something Matt Pat said. Yeah. No, that's like not. It's not like oh, this is a theory. It's like lore. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. Kids were kids are forced into the costumes in the back room and then uh, starved to death and then they came back to life. I, so there's like rotting kid corpses inside. Creepy. Andrew, to answer your question, yeah, pitch that idea because it kind of sounds like they're gonna make it so long as the Five Nights at Freddy's name is attached to it. So. Go for it. I cannot believe it still carries any cachet at all. Right? It's it, it's like in the future, the purge is happening, but like the purge is themed around Five Nights at Freddy's because of, I don't know, some other shit that happened in the 17 versions of the game in between. Uh, so everyone just dresses up in furry costumes <laughs> and murders people. Yeah. Fine. Or just replace the Hills Have Eyes people <laughs> in your <laughs> desert ranch with... <laughs> Just furries. <laughs> just, yiff. Oh my god. Yiff, yiff, yiff. <laughs> Which one would be scarier if you live out in the middle of the <laughs> desert? Uh, a mutated man and his family with guns, or a handful of furries that just show up in the middle yeah, of the night? That are just really horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're comparable. They're on the same yeah, I was tier. Say, it's, it's even yeah, for me. There's going to be know. a 1A, 1B. There's just there's diminishing returns in terms of terror. So. I mean, are they are they chill furries or are they fascist furries? That might be the deal breaker for me. Chill furries sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, Lucas, have you ever <laughs> seen a chill furry? Yeah. Whether you like whether you like furries or not, they're definitely like pretty high strong. <laughs> it's almost a requirement. It feels like at this point unstoppably horny <laughs> i free i ran into at bars back when bars were a thing he he seemed like he was cleaning up so power to him he was cleaning up lucas he was, <laughs> you realize what that means no like he didn't seem that horny i mean he was <laughs> fucking everyone <laughs> he he couldn't yeah. be horny anymore from all the sex he was <laughs> having <laughs> His horniness was, like, trending downwards. Like, yeah, sure, he was still having sex four times a day, but, you know. <laughs> it was that was human. down from five. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit, where was I? I don't know what Oddworld Soulstorm is, but it's out for free on the PlayStation 5 on April 6th. Uh, Kina, Bridge of Spirits, out on PlayStation 5 on August 21st. Deathloop is hitting May 21st, finally, maybe. Wow, this one has a lot. Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade releases on June 10th. If you have a PS4 version, you can upgrade to the PlayStation 5 for free, but the new content costs extra. It lets players take control of Yuffie in a new mission. 
which to me means we're never going to be able to play as the much better Red 13. Also, there's going to be a Final Fantasy VII remake Battle Royale for mobile platforms and a demake of the game for the Switch, both of which contain story-relevant information not present in the original remake, which means this is just Kingdom Hearts now, and if you want to experience all of Final Fantasy VII Remake and that saga, you absolutely need to play a mobile game and the game again, but with a different art style on the Switch. Yeah, what the fuck? What's a D-Make? Yeah, isn't this just like a uh, a reskin of the like actual original Final Fantasy VII? So, but like with like but like cut down, so it's not as much content. Uh, so there is less content, but the combat is the same, and it's all in an admittedly like kind of appealing. Uh, I'd I'd say like paper craft (laughs) art style. Admittedly, kind of appealing is one of my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> little phrases there but but i mean like so is it like the whole game or like i mean like final fantasy 7 remake i know that this is different but whatever i if you want to call it a demake sure whatever is this the whole game of the original final final fantasy 7 or is this like part of it or is this like 30 percent of that game i don't i don't know so I'm asking a lot of questions andrew I, you know I have happens. a lot of I have a lot of questions and I haven't gotten any answers. So based on how you phrased that, uh, kind of maybe leaning towards no, this is going to have like it seems like seventy percent of the events of Final Fantasy VII remake in it, and then also twenty percent new stuff. Which and then means... 10% <laughs> concentrated power of will. Yeah. 5% pleasure, 15% pain. And 100% reason to remember the name. Andrew, this is just 100% so, pain for me. What is... It's not a reskin. No. It sounds like a remake. What's a demake? I'm so confused. Well, okay, so you know how the remake, the big appeal of it was like cutting edge graphics and like this is as good as we can make this look with current hardware hardware compared to what it looked like on the PlayStation 1? Sure. This is like... <laughs> I know that. This is much more of a artistic direction, not focusing on realism. Uh, what it's we it's can just do. a turn-based game. No, nope, still like live action. Art the, than... Not turn-based. Still oh, active really? combat, yeah. Oh. And the original was not, right? The original was turn-based? The original the Final Fantasy was VII was turn-based. Final Fantasy VII yeah. Remake was a uh, action combat game. Yeah. And this is action combat. Yes. Which makes it a demake because it's doing the remake thing but making it shitty. <laughs> I wouldn't use that language, but yes. <laughs> so, yes, it is a demake of Final Fantasy VII Remake, but also just a Final Fantasy VII Remake also. Because they did put the original Final Fantasy VII on the Switch. You can get the original game 
Yes. Like from back whenever that was, 20-something years ago. You can get that on the Switch. And that's basically just But a this port. is just like two-dimensional Final Fantasy VII remake? Yes. With also some new story-relevant content in it. This shit's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, Lucas this, is... This is dumb. Yeah. It's got nothing else to say. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it, too. It's a Battle Royale game. Yep. I hate that I... Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. It's a Battle Royale game on mobile. Mm -hmm. I hate that I had to learn what Weiss the Immaculate is because of this in order to get the lore that's happening in these games. This is awful. Yeah. At what point does it get to, you know, just Kingdom Hearts... No, we're there. Bullshit. Oh, we're there. So, do you consider yourself up on it like you're fully immersed in the world of kingdom hearts level dumb confusing lore <laughs> i mean look if you if somebody paid me to write an article about this i could could i construct two dozen wiki pages outlining every facet of this probably not i i'm, I'm firmly in the middle on this one and i don't want to go any further into the well yeah Feels like you're on the precipice of yep. something terrible, and if you one false move, and you will be lost forever. <laughs> Pull me back, guys. Like you, one one of the new characters will have big anime titties, and you'll be like, I mean, I'll just read about her, and then next thing you know, it's twenty years later, and you're <laughs> still writing wiki pages. <laughs> All right, you guys. You guys are my lifeline on this one. I need you to pull me back if, if I edge closer to the brink, okay? I know you got. I know Here you guys can do it. Here is a gun and a hollow point bullet. You <laughs> know what to do. It's untraceable. I, I I've written the, the will. Number. Yeah. It will go to, in, in the event of my death, my life savings will go to hire an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take out anyone who was involved in the creation of this game. I've given you each identical guns. One is loaded with bullets. The other one has blanks, so you won't have to feel guilty about knowing whether you or the other person is the one that killed me. You just have to shoot at me at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. This, this, shit's, this shit's something. It's too much. It's something. I... I... This is too much. Didn't I think you were kind of excited for the remake. I maybe No, wrong. I was excited for the remake. I enjoyed yeah. the remake. The I hated the ending, but I enjoyed the remake. And the dude behind this, I believe it's Tetsuya Nomura, was just like, you know what the coolest thing about Final Fantasy as an IP is? How much different media there is about it. Like what if we just did that and like went with that for the remake? And Maybe he is just on a different wavelength than I am, or maybe he wasn't aware that, by and large, people don't give a shit about the other stuff that's not just the Final Fantasy VII game. He's like, nope, this is what we're about now. Fucking MCU, but just Final Fantasy VII. Here we go. Yeah, so it's Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. It's, it's the same. This like... is what we do now. <laughs> this is who we are. I don't know. I feel like me and Andrew, you could probably listen back. We're like, I don't know. This shit sounds gratuitous. And like maybe 
is taking advantage of your thing that you liked way mm -hmm. back in the day. And you were like, nah, man, we love it. We can't wait for more Final Fantasy content. And now here's mine and Andrew's turn to be like, I mean, we obviously didn't tell you so. But I do think that our trepidation was validated <laughs> in the long term where we were like, I, they're just remaking an old game and it's like going to be a new crazy cool thing. Okay, sure. I mean, well, that's that's what Demon Souls was for the PlayStation 5 and by and large people enjoyed that. But it is, yeah, it, it really is just kind of... To, almost to me personally, there are other people who are super into this and good for them, but to me personally, it's just the most frustrating way you could execute this idea. I mean, Demon Souls doesn't have a mobile battle royale game. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they at least, like, it seemed like that developer was more likely to exercise some level of just like, yeah, you know, we just wanted to... They re-release the game basically there is... and it feels like they did a lot less mm -hmm. in terms of the re-release than final fantasy 7 so that's also a factor i guess I, to push it... they weren't they weren't going all out <laughs> like they, they did a good job it sounds like but they didn't fucking recreate the entire combat system for their remake I, to push it even further blue point the developers of the demon souls remake they had an opportunity to add a cut level as DLC or just to the game in this remake. And they made the decision not to. They, they decided, no, that's not our philosophy. We are taking this thing people love, bringing it to modern systems, adding some polish. There we go. And you know what? I respect that. But I, I'm just exhausted thinking about Final Fantasy VII now when that's that's kind of a bummer of a thing to be tired by something you used to genuinely enjoy <laughs> speaking of things that lucas genuinely enjoys but is now exhausted by watch your ass sony pokemon did a pokemon presents i guess that's what they're calling it there was a cool 25th anniversary montage we got another pokemon snap trailer Coming out April 30th. Here we go. Uh, oh, my God. There are going to be Gen 4 Sinnoh remakes of Diamond and Pearl called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl out later this year. And then the crown jewel of it, uh, there is going to be a Breath of the Wild style game called Pokemon Legends Arceus out in 2022. I, I love the attack and dethrone God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Antifa, or is it the, I forget, is that what Fox News said about Antifa or Black Lives Matter? They probably said it about both at some point. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Antifa's mission, attack and dethrone God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought this was a great presentation. Um, a lot of people are being shitty about it, but uh, yeah, no, I thought. I th it, <sighs> what glut? I mean, we've talked about it before. Pokemon fans uh, that are like really big fans of it that aren't children are still just petulant children in the bodies of adults. What gluttonous monsters they have become upon their throne of solid to great games. 
Nothing is good enough for them. They, they, it... They're children's games. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Well, you agree? Yeah. <laughs> I like them. You do. You didn't before. We, yeah, you, we had you this said argument. the opposite. You were that member of like, oh, I think that Pokemon was Sun and Moon could have gone farther and explored the open world concept more. And it's just like, I think you're all, all the Pokemon fandom <laughs> is remembering the original games as they played them when they were children. And now they've played objectively better games like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey and stuff and been like, why can't Pokemon do it? And it's like, because that's not what Pokemon is. Pokemon looks bad, guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. Great in other aspects, but you put a screenshot of Pokemon next to a screenshot of any other game and Pokemon's losing that fight. Losing that fight nine times out of ten. Now, Lucas, since you've said Pokemon looks bad. I, I did not say that. Uh, now, let's say, you know, there's a bad game. It doesn't look great, but it's fun. It's good to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Now, let's say there's another game where you take pictures of a bad-looking game. Does that sound... Does that sound good? Does that sound exciting? Well, you know, I would say that the way that Pokemon looks bad is just in its graphical fidelity and... Mm backgrounds and that kind of thing where the character designs of Pokemon, both the Pokemon themselves and the, you know, people in them, those have always been a really strong aspect of that game. It it has a solid art direction and I think a game that highlights said art direction and gives you a different way to engage with these lovable characters is a good idea. But what percent it, of a photo would you say is the character and what percent is the entire surrounding area completely around the character and and what do you call that you call that background <laughs> I, don't, I don't know man i mean you can see i understand you love it you can see where me and andrew are like wait what you take pictures of pokemon what yeah How is that appealing and you trick them into doing cool shit and then there are secrets <laughs> and it's fun i don't like the term trick pokemon <laughs> I don't like that you trick Pokemon. That sounds <laughs> what are you talking? Really weird. What are you talking about? You throw apples at a Pikachu until it gets on a surfboard. It's great. <laughs> you know, you just prod a ditto with a with a cattle prod until it turns into what you want, and then you trick it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm just saying. You, yeah, you uh, show a ditto, a picture of something you want it to turn into, and then uh, you uh, shock it and torture its family until it finally turns into what you want, and then you cast it in bronze while it's alive to make a statue. There. Well, actually, Andrew, the lore of Pokemon has answered that question already. The ditto will just turn into the picture. Yeah. And then you carry around a living no. picture mm-hmm. made of flesh. <laughs> and then you cast it in bronze. <laughs> and make a statue of the picture. That, a picture that you already had? Yeah. Okay. Art is suffering, Lucas. It doesn't necessarily have to be your suffering, though. The bronze is going to ruin the picture. Why not just laminate it? Because then you can paint over the bronze. Yeah. You paint over the bronze. 
You can bet I'm good. What? <laughs> Some serial killer shit. Yeah. You could just bronze a sheet of paper and then paint on that, but no. If it's can't. not a living being, it doesn't yeah. feel the same. If I can't cast a biological thing in metal, what's the point of this? What am I doing this for? Um, yeah, I was excited for everything to come out of this. Going to look for, Looking forward to it. Going to play Snap, the DP remakes, and Breath of the Wild, Pokemon Legends of Arceus. I'm I'm good. I'm happy. Suck it, haters. I'm happy. Fuck you. <laughs> um I I guess there was also a blizzard presser this week, but who gives a shit, honestly? Um one of the developers on the Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy game ran a reactionary YouTube channel criticizing feminism and social justice. <sighs> I, I get it's the, just too easy the fucking screen cap of this channel every single video oh what do you think his black mirror uss callister analysis was? oh bad yeah huh. so then then he like puts her in his game and like it's all cool because like she's still outside of the game so it's not really affecting a real person like this is all great. <laughs> wow. I, especially for this property, and I know video <laughs> games take a while to make, but especially for the Harry Potter IP, you would uh, think they'd fucking screen for this shit. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's time for J.K. Rowling to put her money where her mouth is. And at least lend some credence to the argument of, I'm not transphobic, I'm just a feminist. And be like, get this piece of shit off my game. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of doubt that that's going to happen. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. He's a pro gamer. <laughs> oh. What the fuck? Was he? What does that even mean? I'm going to vomit. <laughs> Libertarian weirdo who also supports putting the National Guard in schools. Yeah, that's not... Well, uh... <laughs> that's not a remarkably authoritarian and the exact opposite of libertarian. Uh, uh, uh... They're fascists, guys. <laughs> They're fascists. Oh, I... Okay, so it's kind of like National Socialist, where, uh, you know, here the weirdo modifies libertarian to mean fascist. Okay. I get it. Makes sense. Fuck him and fuck his game. Before he jumps in, he's allowed his terrible opinion, and I'm allowed to not give them any money. I don't know. Is he allowed his terrible opinion? <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. I mean, like, he's allowed his terrible opinion in the way that, like, he still gets to live. We don't have to, like, allow him to keep spreading it or anything like that. We can beat this man up. We can't make him change his mind, but we can still beat him up. I've seen the term late-stage capitalism thrown around as an epithet lately. It's supposedly a bad thing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> can you imagine unironically supporting late-stage <laughs> 
Even the people... That's death boards. That's the yeah. things that Republicans mm-hmm. claim to be... Like, that liberals are going to do. That's literally, like... It's only a negative. There are no yeah, positives you, to late-stage capitalism. You can't support my business anymore. Therefore, you probably shouldn't be allowed to consume resources. So Even the people who like dead. capitalism are concerned about late-stage capitalism. Because they realize, that this we're reaching the end game here. This can't go on much longer than this, dude. Fucking with it. Okay. Yeah. When I, whenever... Uh, people that are really conservative talk about the dangers of socialism. They're just describing late-stage capitalism. Mm. It's definitely pro-Gamergate. Which I don't that even, was a given. I don't even yeah, know how I that mean, works. Like, how how in the world... At this point, Gamergate is so infamous. Right. For just mm-hmm. being Nazi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how does a mainstream... Because there's so many people that still maintain, oh, it wasn't about feminism. It was Or it wasn't sure. about, like... Yeah, Nazis. it was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, then, exactly. And th- I'm, saying, I'm saying how, of course, these people exist, hundred percent. Wouldn't shock me at all if there's a, if his YouTube channel had a million subscribers and he was talking about this. How does a mainstream developer not go like? Because they're gamers. <laughs> they're gamers. Gamers are awful. People that describe themselves they as work gamers. For Warner Media. Like, yeah, yeah I understand. I understand. And th- I don't know how long this guy's gonna still be here, but <laughs> everyone in Hollywood knows about Gamergate. Like it's a yeah. co- it's a common thing of discussion. Mm-hmm. Like TV executives that don't know anything about gaming know what Gamergate is because it was so widespread and so obvious. Yep. So I'm amazed that there wasn't just a higher up at Warner Media that was like, wait. <laughs> I know you like this guy because, you know, you love gaming, but, like, he likes Gamergate? I mean, just, how about we don't When you say likes him? Gamergate, you mean, like, he finds it interesting or, no, no, no he <laughs> likes it. He likes it a lot. Yeah, like, he, yeah, like he thinks that Gamergate was about games journalism ethics. Uh, it... Then let's not hire him. That's fine. You know, I don't want to make any broad statements about the tech sector, but, uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. This, I mean, doesn't, yeah, I, doesn't surprise me personally that a developer on a huge video game tied to a huge IP has some pro GG, uh, opinions. No, I mean, that's, I the, reject that's the thing. This is, this is a quote for what he considers to be the average gamer gator, which I don't even know if that's a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I reject your religion. I reject what you're saying about me, and I'm going to push back. I'm going to fight back against anybody who says I have to suddenly buy into your religion to be a good person. And then he what? says, to me, that's what Gamergate was all about and what it continues to be about. Basically just railing against identity politics. Like, That's all it is. We just... We don't like identity politics. Yeah. But also, if you're a woman, stay the fuck out of my video games. Yeah. Yeah. People that identify as gamers, I mean, a lot of people in the tech sector and all that kind of stuff, they're they're bad people. (laughs) Like, if if you play video games, that doesn't make you a gamer. Like, I know that, like, the term gamer is used a lot just for people who play video games. But if you're, like, like I am a gamer and I'm proud, you're almost certainly a terrible person. <laughs> like, that's just kind of how it works. People that find pride in the fact that they play video games typically have really bad opinions and don't have much going for them. 
And even if they do have a lot going for them, <laughs> they probably are still bad people. When did activism become like a bad term? Like I know right. SJW has been co-opted to be mm-hmm. like, oh, that's just what we hate when we're conservatives. And you find a way to like make it tongue in cheek. Activism? Like that's always just meant doing good things to help people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Activism now is associated with uh, changing the status quo, which, I mean, is the whole point of activism. But if you're someone that benefits from the status quo, is like... I think that that is what you can bastardize activism to be about, but I don't agree that activism's whole point is to change the status quo. Sure, it's, like, almost inevitable with a lot of different forms of activism, but, like, yeah, I think that's almost like a, a, a straw man created by these types of people to be, like... This is what activism is. By default, it's it's eating the rich and, yeah. and killing everyone who's a billionaire or whatever. Like you they find a way to bastardize it to be that. But like for me, it's the same thing as like progressive. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know how you can just say that word and not understand how you come off as being on the wrong side. Yeah. Like if you yeah, find it, a different word that kind of like bastardizes it and like finds a way to like kind of mock that concept, I could at least understand it. But when you're just saying the author couldn't help but inject a little bit of activism and like that's your like you're railing against them for doing that. How do you not at least understand that you sound like a supervillain when you're saying he couldn't help but like try to help the little guy. The the author really wanted to help raise money for public schools. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's like old style activism is literally just like, hey, man, we're. The, the local rec center is shutting down and we're trying to raise money. Like, <laughs> I mean, but that that's what I mean when I say change the status quo. I don't mean that activism by changing the status quo is always inherently of, yeah, like dis- dismantle the patriarchy, attack and dethrone God. <laughs> like it's, it's like, hey, uh, there's not enough equal access to medicine in this town or this is a food desert we should have better groceries uh yada 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 or yeah like the these kids don't have enough money to buy uniforms they have to you know blah 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 blah. we should change that i mean like to me that's what activism is all about and a lot of people don't like that because they don't want things to change and so like yeah when it's like yeah we they couldn't help but put some activism in like it's yeah like kosher salt that you're putting into a meal they're like they just sprinkled a little bit of that activism in there to taste like they it's just it's because they don't like that they don't like thinking about know, things yeah. changing yeah i understand why they're railing against it but i just don't understand how they're they lack so much self-awareness that they don't under like they don't realize when you're saying activism as though it's a naughty word mm-hmm. like represents a bad person it it literally makes you sound like fucking dr evil like he's comically the bad guy and like doesn't like he's like i rail against happiness and like people not being uh, murderers like yeah i I mean it's the same way that uh people can't understand black lives matter because they're like but if black lives matter that means mine doesn't like no, nope. th- no, that's not what that means. Not an either or uh, statement. Yeah, and like when people say like we need to give equal rights to gay people, 
like they just interpret that as well i guess my rights as a straight person are gone like it, it doesn't make any sense but that's how their brains work and so when they say like oh yeah female representation in video game development they interpret that as well i guess it's illegal to be a man now yeah i mean they're I'm fucking just... idiots I, mean, I guess, yeah, but, like, a lot of those things are so... They're already so codified and yeah. so, like, political. Activism seems like such a broad and, like, term from... Not not an era of bipartisanship, but an era before, like, modern politics has, like, bogged down everything to be, like, divisive. All the way down to, like, wearing masks and, like, trying to, you know, like, survive a pandemic is now politicized. Like... That all makes sense to me. But yeah, something as broad as like activism or progressivism, it's weird to me when you're a, when someone unironically trashes it as though it's like yeah, automatically I mean, signaling a person's bad. So you think that's bad? Try this one on for size, Ryan. Okay. Uh, for like thirty fucking years, we couldn't get something passed called the Equal Rights Act. They didn't want equal rights because that was a bad phrase to them. Yeah, and that, once again, like, it's called the Equal Rights Act for obvious reasons <laughs> so that it can get passed. So people railing against it can be like, oh, Equal Rights Act, ha ha ha. Like, that's dumb. That's not true. They're misrepresenting it so that they can get their bill passed. Like, it's like, yeah, call, calling calling a bill that, like, this guy advocates for uh, installs National Guard people in schools the Protect Our Children Act. Like, liberals wouldn't, like, just be like, well, it's called Protect Our Children, so we have to pass it. They'd be like, oh my god, the Protect Our Our Children Act is horrifying and, like, is a a step towards authoritarianism and whatever like that. So, like, that makes sense to me still. Once again, these are just words that are so just rooted in Mm -hmm. things that are obviously good that it it becomes weird to me. And if we're, yeah, yeah, let's bring this full circle. Ironically, by having that in his bio, he is injecting activism into his bio. No, no, that's not activism, Lucas. No? That's standing up for what's right. Uh, uh, Ah, I see. It's just the, the cognitive dissonance here is very real. Yeah. Uh, also, maybe, activism... maybe other people have it figured out better than I do, but I still haven't been able to wrap my head around it. The activism that was injected was into the Shadow of the Tomb Raider review, where he was like, I like this review, most of it. But our author couldn't help but inject a bit of activism or whatever. He said, the quote he used was, this absolutely just is a story about some white lady waltzing into a city of brown people and fixing everything for them. <laughs> he didn't like that. <laughs> and it's just like... I mean, is it? <laughs> that sounds likely, honestly. <laughs> if, if a reviewer has said it, I haven't played the game, I imagine that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about what the game is about. Doesn't mean you can't enjoy it while still understanding mm-hmm. the problems of that narrative. but And also how it's kind of a step forward from the Indiana Jones shenanigans of the original Tomb Raider games. But yeah. Fuck. Official stance of the voluntary viewing podcast. Don't don't buy the Harry Potter game. Yeah. Get read or get them to fire. Yeah, I was gonna say them. like they get rid of this guy, then then I guess we just have to wait until the next thing that they do. That's fucked up. But I mean, yeah. In all reality, that means that there's other people in the team that obviously knew yeah. 
Yeah, if they allowed this about. guy to be a lead developer, then yeah, the the chances that he just hid that part of his persona really well are low. I yeah. people people who work together follow each other on Twitter and shit. They they could have seen. Uh, yes, no, but if they fire this guy uh, and also J.K. Rowling, go ahead and go ahead and buy this game. If they fire J.K. Rowling. Yeah. I don't think she's attached to the project. Uh, if they hire her and find a way to hire her and... <laughs> they symbolically fire her. They're like, you will never have a hand in this video game. And then she goes like, okay. And and somehow that firing results in her losing royalties and all her rights to the Harry Potter IP. Then go ahead and buy this game. <laughs> if that happens, morally absolved. Go for it. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrew. Turns out Dying Light 2 isn't out yet because developer Techland is kind of one big clusterfuck. Yeah, I saw this. They just, like, can't agree on anything. No. Fuck. Damn. It it, it sounds like it's kind of a miracle that they got the first game out in the first place. Fuck. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean... I knew that there were some issues there because Dying Light came out basically from the people that were working uh, with, I think it was Deep Silver, whatever it was, like it was still part of Techland, Mm -hmm. who had made the Dead Island video games. And apparently they weren't ever able to get Dead Island 2 out because everyone hated each other and no one could agree on what to do. So a section of that company broke off and then made Dying Light. I assumed that meant that, like, yeah, the like-minded people that were able to work well together had left. Yeah. But apparently it it didn't work out like that. No, and, I mean, it's just... Obviously, there's a very... A big part of this is just disorganization, but also a lot of professionalism. I think the head of Techland is... It was reported in this piece that he is just calling other people slurs and just not not creating the kind of environment that leads to any kind of creative project getting finished. Yeah. One of those things. And then finishing up video games, speaking of unfinished projects, EA cancels future plans for Anthem, but is leaving the game up in case masochists want to play it. Yeah. What a fucking shit show. They put so much money into this game Mm. and it just didn't work. And then they abandoned it completely. God, that was two years ago that Anthem launched. Yeah. Fuck me, man. Supposed Did we to be... talk about it when it launched. I think so. Yeah, I think I think we uh, talked about how it like wasn't working and how it was such a failure, and its player base died off immediately. <laughs> Mostly because that's what they talked about like every single day on Inside Gaming. It was supposed to be the Destiny Killer. Look at it now. Yeah, good luck. Go. I mean, Des- I mean, that might be the most apt example example of what they thought it was going to be because both Destiny and Destiny Two, when they launched, were notorious for like not working well and not having any content to them. Mm-hmm. And then like they grew that and fixed things, and now their player base is huge. And Anthem is like, oh, that's just what we'll do. We'll do the Destiny thing, and then they just fucked it. <laughs> Yeah. We did talk about uh, Fortnite news. <laughs> Fortnite news! <laughs> the following. Ooh, the, we're uh, bringing that back, actually. Shit. 
Yeah, we've got a Detective Pikachu trailer was in that episode. We did talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Grass monkey named Grookey, fire rabbit named Scorbunny, and a water lizard named Sobble. That's we, weird. We've been doing this a long time, guys. Yeah, I want to... One second, I want to see... That was 39. Let's look at 40. Apex Legends news on 40. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yep, the number two thing we led with. Things are not looking great for Anthem, with sales reportedly far below expectations. Reports of a wealth of bugs in the game are also starting to surface. The most concerning of these bugs is one that causes PlayStation 4s to shut down and potentially damage the data and battery of a system. <laughs> I, Andrew Clark, may be held accountable for my bold predictions. Kojima recently released that Death Stranding is, quote, just slightly behind schedule. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the that was the thing. I could never find the audio where we made the bet, but I know you and I, Ryan, we made some sort of bet on would Death Stranding come out in 2019, and I said that it would, and that's where all that came from. And you said that it would not come out in 2019, and that it might not come out ever. And we made a bet. <laughs> we made a bet. I said, like, I would. I forget what it was, but yeah. I ended up being right, and Death Stranding did come out in November of 2019, whereas your end of the bargain was that it would not. But I have no record or memory of what that I mean, bet actually was. Sounds like it's 37, 38, 36. Huh? Probably between 35 and 39, hmm. if that helps. I went, I know, I went back and I listened to the episodes. <laughs> you listened to all of those? I, I think I, like, skipped through them to try to find where we talked about it. And, I mean, may, maybe I could go back and try it again, but no, I I could not ever find, yeah, what what that bet was. I think it happened, like, after recording, but... In episode 35, things aren't looking too great for GameStop. <laughs> oh, man, what Still a fucking true. roller coaster. Yeah, no, these, this shit's pretty great. I think we need to do this as a segment where we just dig through random planning docs and That's, see what we were talking about. It sounds like a great bit on the quarantine cast. But uh, now we are moving into other um, Crunchyroll Anime Awards happened. Beastars and Doro Hidoro got robbed, but otherwise pretty predictable. Who am I kidding? It's predictable that those two got robbed. They were too weird to do well. I just want to it's say anime. I'm looking at the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Uh-huh. Um, starts with anime of the year. It's like, cool. makes sense. And Jujutsu Kaisen, which I think you liked, right? You just didn't like it as much as... Yeah. Dorohidoro and... Yeah. yeah. Uh, then best protagonist. It's like, oh, that's interesting. That's an inclusive title. Uh, best antagonist. Also an inclusive title. Best boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the fuck? And best girl. I mean, these are terms in anime. This is the thing yeah. the anime fandom does. They're saying these are the best children of either gender. That's that's a necessary award. I would it be better if you were to say best male character, best female? Ca- also, one of the best boys was like a thirty-year-old lizard man, lizard man as a nominee. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't okay, think that has true. anything to do yeah. with them being children. I just saw the winners, and the winners were very clearly children. So. It's because anime is weird. <laughs> just throw that out there. I think... Just throwing that out there. I think Hinata from Haikyuu was college-aged in this most recent season. Yeah. The best, the winner of best character design is uh, 
Mayuko Ito from Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. I know nothing about that franchise. I'm going to, to, I'm going to sail to Japan to have words. <laughs> One of the nominees for Best Girl was Chizuru Mizuhara from Rent-A-Girlfriend. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, that series had the potential to be a really interesting examination of sex work and the people and lifestyles tangential to that, but no, it was just a shitty love triangle. I was going to say, I don't know if the themes were as deep as you're making them out to be. Yeah. And meanwhile, Dorohidoro was nominated for Best Girl. Noi! They had a nominee, and they lost to yeah. what looks like a child... Kaguya Shinomiya. Shin, yeah, I, I don't I know, watch it. You know that I, one? I know the setup from it. Basically, like, the uh, fucking most prestigious boy and girl at the super prestigious high school both, like, like each other, but neither of them wants to be the one to confess because they think it's a sign of weakness. So then the entire show is just them both scheming and trying to come up with situations where the other admits that they like them. Fun. I'm going to ignore that and instead point out that there is an anime where the title of this intellectual property is The Misfit of Demon King Academy, History's Strongest Demon King Reincarnates and Goes to School with His Descendants. That is the name of it. That is the title of the show. That is that is not an episode name. That is not a description. That is the title of this anime. I mean, some, comedy. some people argue it's satire, but, you know, a part of sure. satire is that it has to be clear that it's satire, and it is not clear that that's satire, so, yeah. it, it reminds me of the one, I've read it a million times on this podcast, the, the Bernie Burns uh, talk that he did at South by Southwest or whatever, where they, yeah, they had a multiple different, like, subtitles and, like, you know, just filled it with jargon and a bunch of bullshit buzzwords and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's some bullshit. Fucking weird. Is, yeah, these are great. I just, just I never want to watch any of them. But <laughs> I, I love reading the titles. Just appear, just appear into the darkness. Don't go into it. Wait, Rent a Girlfriend was a love triangle, but they got nominated for best couple. How does that work? Because uh, they are also a couple, but then there's drama about them being a couple, and like whether or not they should be with other. It's yeah, it's 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 tropey. It's kind of trite. It's it's tropey. It's it's you know the classic story of boy meets girl, girl meets boy, boy buys prostitute, prostitute likes boy. Boy also likes girl. Prostitute doesn't like that boy likes girl. Boy gets a nosebleed when he gets turned on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a low blow. I didn't yeah. need to. No, Both girl to and prostitute there. are underage. <laughs> oh, no, they're college in this. Oh, these are college um, students. Yeah. That look 16 at their oldest. <laughs> I don't, it's tough. It's weird. It's weird it's with our direction. It's not. They don't have to. This they is don't easy. Have to make it tough. Yeah, no, it's drawn. No, it's, it's not tough. It's it's simple. It's it's drawn. You can make them however you want. 
this isn't like you cast someone who was 20 because you thought, man, they blow me away. They're such a good performer. And they just happen to look 16. Right. You drew every single frame. <laughs> you had total control over how everyone looked. I've... Yeah. Crunchyroll Anime man. Awards. B-Stars. They got nominated for a lot of shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Didn't win anything, I don't think. No. <laughs> at least what's it called one uh dorohidoro won something i saw what was it uh, was the best opening maybe i think it was best opening you no know, b stars actually won best opening oh that's okay you know that that's fair why what's so great about it uh it is i forget exactly what it is but it's like um not hummel figures but very the animation style is just totally different than what's in the actual show where it's like a stop motion stop motion yeah it's a stop motion scene of uh the two main characters dancing together it's really good really well produced i don't know if dora hidora won anything yeah it doesn't look like they did i think i mixed it up where b stars won something but dora hidora didn't mm. I love that uh, in the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, I think only one Crunchyroll original won. So I guess good on them for staying somewhat objective. I remember when I first heard about it, I was Mm -hmm. like, that's bullshit. They can't do that. (laughs) And it still might be bullshit. Like maybe they didn't even deserve the one they won, which was like best score. But yeah, I don't know. Can you imagine like the Disney Academy Awards? (laughs) And they nominate things that aren't Disney shows and movies, but they still win everything. Yeah. I mean, even if they won something, though, doesn't it automatically cast doubt on whether or not they deserve that award? Like, if they win anything, it's um, automatically like, well... The I believe these uh, I believe these uh, winners are determined by partially by a panel of independent judges and also by user vote. Yeah, you know, the independent judges might... Right. Feel they're if they're hired by Crunchyroll. Yeah, you guys a little bit like hmm. you guys paid to fly me out to L.A. to do this event in person back when that was a thing. I feel a little obligated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Even subconsciously. Right. Uh, there might be no one at fault here. It's just a thing that you got to be careful of, and you almost have to actively fight against it. So in theory, Crunchyroll shouldn't win at all, and they should. It should all backfire. Mm. I mean, it's kind of like us at, at broadcast. We host the Emmys every year. We don't win Emmys anymore. <laughs> like, Emmys is literally just for streamers now. It's, yeah. it's bullshit, but yeah, every single year. Broadcast a broadcast network hosts the Emmys and every single year now we get we get swept in the main performance. The one that we're uh actually displaying. Like the the Creative Arts Emmys we do fine. We we actually right. get a lot of wins, but the ones that actually get like announced by celebrities on stage <laughs> Yeah. We don't win any of them anymore. So it's like, what the fuck is this? <sighs> All right. Last but not least in news, bringing it back, Fortnite news. People are talking about how thick Chun Li is in Fortnite, but not enough people are talking about how weird it is that Ryu has a gun. Feels yeah. Street Fighter. This feels like, yeah, I mean. But horniness, though. True. This is this is the reason that Doge was like a seven out of ten on your memes of the decade, yeah. and uh, fucking 
uh, the, the god damn it, I don't even remember what it is because it was so dumb. Wow. <laughs> was a ten out of ten. Jojo, is that a Jojo's reference? Is that no. is that what you were thinking? No. no? Okay. No, you know what I'm thinking. Bowsette. Bowsette. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? I don't think I've heard of that before. No. Who, don't who are you, and what have you done with Lucas? <laughs> I all Bowsette knowledge was just replaced with bravely default two strategies. Um. Or with Chun Li, <laughs> Chun Li's big fucking monster truck ass. <laughs> I love that. That's becoming a descriptor. I also, why are people surprised? Like, yeah, she's always kind of been that way, but... right? People have been horny for Chun Li since Chun Li was a thing. I mean, it's probably because Fortnite is yeah the, the a game child for children. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the child battle royale game. I think a part of me just broke with the realization that people are discovering who Chun-Li and Ryu are from Fortnite. They're discovering a lot of things from Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, most notably that uh, they're ass men. <laughs> <laughs> they will develop into ass men. I'm sorry, but it's a third-person shooter. Like, it's <laughs> literally what you're staring at the entire time you're playing. So they made it look good so people wouldn't get sick of staring at it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I showed my girlfriend this. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what video games are now? And I was like, I mean, <laughs> no, but not. Yeah. Yeah, not no. <laughs> so like, it, it's gone back and forth, but it's it's fluctuated at the 30% mark of this is what video games are. This is the percentage of what video games are for for a while now. I mean, the best part of it is, yeah, like, there's going to be a, probably a fuck ton of people using Chun-Li in Fortnite. But there's still going to be the giant banana thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> like the memesters are still going to be there. Yep. They're just going to be, yeah. Right next to those people. I mean, in a way, it's also, these are the memesters. Because, yeah, there's probably an all-black skin that's like the the try-hard skin. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. Chun-Li, what are you doing with all this ass? Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> all of this ass. I, you know what? If any of our listeners are competitive Fortnite players, please let us know the competitive viability of, Fort, uh, of uh, Ryu and Chun-Li in Fortnite. No, her hitbox is too big. It won't, won't work. Shouldn't be aiming there anyway. <laughs> Come on, pro Fortnite? Let's be honest. <laughs> That's only a thing in Metal Gear. You don't get bonus yeah. points for this one. You gotta hit, you gotta hit a multipli- multiplier. Yeah. Isn't that kind of meme corner? The memes. Why aren't we talking we talk about that in other... Yeah, I this. Know. I don't know if we have any. Yeah, let's just retroact- retroactively put the meme corner thing over this one. Make a note, Lucas. Lucas in the future. This is our form of time traffic. <laughs> <laughs> we are the. We math- can only go forward. Can't go back. It kind of is though. Like especially yeah. if yeah, it becomes a normal thing that we go go through old planning docs. We can't just say like. Ah, in the group chat. And future Ryan, read this. There you go. That's a time capsule now. 
And now that we have transcripts of the podcast, I can be like, what's the episode where I like left a note for future me? And there you go. <laughs> All right. That will take us into the breakouts. So I got a lot. Do either of you guys want to want to go first before I just fucking fucking go ham? I'll go. Okay. I've been watching Challenger Final Flight on Netflix and oh. it's fucking heart-wrenching. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Yeah. It is weird to have something that you know a lot about and you know exactly how it's going to end. And that people filmed a lot of stuff for because it was a historic space mission. Mm-hmm. And then all that footage was probably buried and now it's back. It's, it's fucking weird. Like, cause yeah, usually a catastrophe or a disaster, there's not that much buildup material that you can use. Right. There's so much fucking footage of the, like, lead up to this event. What? And it's fucking insane. What's the usual example? We only have such good footage of the 9-11 attacks because somebody happened to be recording those buildings totally independently that day. The Challenger explosion, this was a media blitz that NASA and the U.S. government were doing to get money for the space program. Yeah, that specific mission was like the most highly publicized mission because, yeah, they were flying a teacher aboard the space shuttle to, you know, be like, whoa, the everyday public can do this. Here's a fucking dark detail that was revealed that I had never heard before. Peter Billingsley, who played Ralphie in, uh, is it A Christmas Story, right? I always yeah. mix up A Christmas Blah Blah yeah. Blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas Story. He wanted the BB gun, he'll shoot his eye out, stuff like that. He then uh, eventually was in Iron Man, I think. He was the guy where he's like, Tony Stark built this. In a cave with a box of scraps. He said it to him. To Weird. Huh. Yeah, oh, that's no, that I, guy? That's yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, sorry, sir, I'm not Tony Stark. Like, or whatever. That's that's him. Anyway, uh, so he's interviewed, and I'm like, holy shit, I think I know that guy. Is that Ralphie? And then they cut, and he's like, I was a child actor, so I was well known. He was like the head of the youth space organization or something. Like, he was trying to popularize for kids and stuff. Like, he was like, it's Ralphie. He likes space, too. And, like, look at all this stuff. He's like their youth space ambassador um he said that they told him after a teacher the next step was a kid they were and like have a kid in space because they got so fucking cocky that like no this is like flying an airplane this is like commercial flight like it's easy we got this shit we're never like there's no such thing as someone dying and like yes no one had died in a space launch before challenger like the only people that had died in the space program were, like, either in, like, plane crashes from flying around the country or, like, uh, Apollo 1, where the fire broke out while they were just doing tests on the ground. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they got pretty cocky. They got to the point where they were like, yeah, we got this shit down to a science. Nothing can go wrong. And it, it was a good example of how they got to that headspace. Um, I think the most gut-wrenching moment was, God, they fucking interviewed Krista McAuliffe, the teacher's... Uh, who was the teacher who was on the flight's kids before she left. And, like, the daughter was really sad and just, like, I don't want her to go. I just want her to stay in, like, around the house and, like, 
play with me or whatever. And it was just like, fuck me. Yeah. That is like shit to make a grown man cry. That is some bullshit. Mm. Uh, yeah. The whole thing was insane. Uh, so much stuff about how the O-ring failure was like a known problem mm-hmm. that like people had been trying to sound the alarm for for years and then they were like, and we think it gets worse when it's cold out. And then they were like, hey, guess what? It's going to be 22 degrees tomorrow. Should we launch? And they asked the people and they were like, it gets worse when it's cold, so maybe don't do it. And then someone was like, oh, I don't know. I think it's fine. And they're like, our recommendation is not to launch unless it's below or unless it's above 53 degrees. And the NASA guy was like, what, you don't want me to launch until April? In like a super condescending tone. And they rethought about it and were like, yep, it's good. And they got they got the guy who faxed the fucking document that basically said good to launch. Uh, like he was one of the people being interviewed. And he wasn't the one who made the decision, but right. he was like the person who physically faxed the document. And he was like, he was an engineer on the team. And he was like, to this day, I wish that I would have included some form of like dissent on it like you know this got approval from the vp of engineering uh we just want it to be known that there is dissent on this or mm-hmm. whatever like that type of shit it's fucking insane man yeah it uh, is it... it is a trip because of yeah like we said it, it was so the whole point of the mission was to publicize it so there's so much footage that yeah was immediately buried because of what happened and then uh, they've, they've, they've dug it back up. Did, uh, does, uh, does the documentary get into how this affected people uh, after the tragedy? Uh, I think that's the next episode. I'm oh, it's an episode. Ep- okay. I'm three out of four episodes done. Uh, and I think next up, at the end of the third episode, in the first episode, they have the explosion and some of the like very immediate aftermath just to kind of hook you, mm-hmm. which is weird, uh, <laughs> I guess to say. Uh, the third episode is actually like, the lead into the launch like what happened leading up to the launch and at the end of the third episode the, the disaster happens and it was weird because you see a lot the camera angle of the you know the shuttle or mm-hmm. whatever you know whatever going into space where like the camera's clearly panning super fucking fast you know like judging by how fast like the clouds are going by and everything like that and so it was i've never seen the official like NASA camera, I feel like it might have been buried of that, you know, camera that follows it all the way up and what what happened. And it's it's fucking weird. Like it's mm-hmm. it's like in uh, football when the quarterback pump fakes and the camera, you know, like follows the pump fake because he thinks he's throwing it and then like has to quickly refocus. It was that like it was an ex- a giant explosion the camera loses track of it because a massive change in speed and then the camera's like refinding and it doesn't know what to look at because there's clearly a bunch of pieces and stuff like that and it's like and you can tell the camera guy's probably fucking completely like oh my god everyone just died but my job is to capture yep. this and stuff like yeah ugh. i i think for me the worst part of that footage is seeing the little blip that is the cockpit fly off yeah. into the distance because it's like yeah probably most of them actually survived the explosion itself and yeah that's recent they, evidence suggests that yeah and they flew for like i i forget if it was like four minutes or ten minutes or something like that where it it's like long. It, it was, was like it was 30 seconds 
No, it was a couple of minutes. I mean, like I, I was... recently looked into this. They said oh. it was about twenty-five seconds uh, where it it continued to uh, like you know fly and then it crashed into the ocean mm. at like you know ridiculous speeds and mm-hmm. it was like eighty feet deep and then yeah, they they found the wreckage and the remains and everything. Um, but yeah, no, there there is definitely like some evidence that a lot of them survived the initial explosion. Although there's like also, and you know, it might just be to make everyone feel better. Like there is some evidence that everyone immediately uh, was knocked unconscious by the change in G forces and everything mm-hmm. like that, or the, you know, force of the explosion and everything. So hopefully there's at least that solace that no one had to deal with. Suffer. That. Yeah. 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 There are, um, and when I did some research on this, I had to do research on it for a college, like a college project. Um, yeah, it's like no one really knows, obviously, because there there aren't going to be any recordings from inside. But some of the instrument panels had changed where they think that the pilot yeah. was trying to like fly it because he didn't know it what was going on. And that from well, what my research was, it was like there was like life support systems that had been activated that are like in case of a pressure change or whatever and that those are activated manually there was there's no chance to fly Mm -hmm. the cockpit basically no 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 yeah but it's like what they had seen is that like the the controls that you would use to fly it if it was still a functioning aircraft some of those were activated so they think that and it it could have just been because it was damaged but that like the guy didn't know what was going on and obviously the most scared he had ever been in his life trying to fly this pod that wasn't attached to anything like yeah i had trying to like that, use but... the flaps and shit yeah um it's just crazy it's it's fucking it's it's wild and yeah seeing they had footage of the people that were watching the launch like in person and how initially people didn't really know like they thought that's just the solid rocket boosters detaching you mm. know mm-hmm. so like they didn't know and then eventually like oh a wave kind of spread through that something had gone wrong and then a voice came over the loudspeaker and basically just said the capsule has exploded or whatever like just that like no further details just like yeah everyone died like you just watch that it's 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 fucking insane uh special fucking shout out to ronald mcnair that dude is awesome (laughs) that dude and a lot uh, everyone on the shuttle seems absolutely brilliant and of course you know it's a documentary you're gonna hype up right but fucking ronald mcnair the minute the minute he's on the screen you're like holy shit that guy like just commands all attention he is the you know just the coolest fucking guy in the room and you can tell that like this is someone with such a quiet aura of confidence that like just you can't you can't teach basically yeah and it's fucking you know just multiple doctorates from like mit and shit like that came from a rural city of like a couple thousand people in south carolina where he grew up in the in in segregation and shit like that when he was nine years old he tried to check out a book from a library the local library and that he wasn't allowed to do so the librarian obviously like super racist like no you can't check out this book and everything he was nine and he was just like, okay, but I want to. So she called the cops on him. And, and eventually, fortunately, it had a good ending in that the cops showed up and they were like, wait, just let him have the book. Who cares? <laughs> and so that was at least a, a, 
a better ending than you'd expect to a story like that. Not um, maybe not the ending you get today in similar circumstances. Yeah. Well, who knows? Basically, yeah. like it's it's obviously going to come down to individuals as it always does. But yeah, these individuals were somewhat like I mean, who cares? He's nine. Like, give him a book. Uh, and now that library is renamed after Ronald McNair and is oh. like more of like a museum as well, dedicated to uh, his life. And it, man. It's 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 fucking brutal. It's it's insane. Mm. To to get to the level of astronaut back in that day was so immensely competitive that like everyone is just so fucking impressive. Like it, there's just not a single like and then there's this person and they were okay. It's like every single person was at the top of their fucking field. It's it's wild. And and Krista McAuliffe was selected from 11,000 applicants, which was narrowed down to Two representatives from every state, which was then narrowed down to ten finalists, which was then narrowed down to the primary and the backup option. And they interview her backup a lot, and it's yeah, pretty fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, good doc, good good series. If you like space like me, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. It's worth it. Or or just are you interested in learning about a part of American history that was completely covered up. By disaster. Okay. Um. Uh, Cheer us up, Lucas. <laughs> so, you guys know how sometimes you build something up in your head, oh. and it, it it just becomes like this big anchoring event. It's this thing you're looking forward to, kind of this thing that is driving you forward. And then once it finally gets there, it's not like all you had hoped it would be. And you kind of have to live with that compromise, appreciate it for what it's worth. And yeah, yeah, you're bummed out about it, but it's what it is. This is where you pull the rug out from under us. Yeah, no, like, exactly. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, <laughs> Bravely like, default to pinnacle of human achievement. <laughs> Loving it. Loving it. Is it a flawed masterpiece? Absolutely. But it is still a masterpiece, and I am having a great time with it. Fuck. It's been three days. I'm like 10 hours in. Uh to cover the story beats and stuff because the mechanics are perfect uh from the get-go pretty clear that something weird is going on because the main character fucking wakes up from a you know c-rec coma and the first thing that he discovers is that the map the world map is just different and weird to him so can't wait to see where that goes from there um Oh man, my knowledge of all the state capitals is going to be useless now. Pretty much. Andrew, you missed you missed the beginning, <laughs> which I fucking love, which was Lucas saying, uh, starting with the story because the mechanics are perfect and just like, yep. immediately. Yep. Um, harkens the- back to the age of Pokemon. This <laughs> turn-based action mechanic that has not changed in thirty years. If some, you know what. With Pokemon, if somebody could do it better, they would have by now. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, all the characters are a lot of fun. Everyone has just... 
an accent, a very distinct accent, and it's a joy. One of the first bad guys you fight is an Australian knight, and that is just a mishmash of two kind of unrelated things that I love. Um, and Lucas DeRider, lover of Australians and knights. <laughs> uh, not thrilled, though. Not thrilled that the first thing you do in the game is uh, save the princess quest. Uh, I mean, she joins in in the fight and then helps them beat up her captors. But it's also kind of... Uh, I, I think we've moved past this trope and it's definitely not as bad as a lot of other games. Um, gonna reference the game I played before this, uh, Super Mario 3D World, which invented female characters to to save and are just objects and the little fairy women you save in the game could be magic crystals and it would serve the same purpose. Yeah, but uh, obviously another game doing it worse doesn't forgive Bravely Default 2 from doing what they're doing. Uh, I've now hit the part in the demo. Uh, I've now hit the part of the game that's demo, demo covered, so I'm just blitzing through stuff. Uh, gotta say, though, what the fuck is up with the delivery side quest where you're in a village but then running out to a dungeon to give a guy working there the lunch that his wife made him, but he forgot to pack. But then he keeps forgetting. She for, keeps forgetting parts of it. So then you have to run back to the village and then out to the dungeon again to give him the thing. And that happens like three or four times. And I don't know who the fuck or why they thought that was a good idea, but it's it's there and I don't like it. See, I'm being fair. You guys are worried that I'd just be like way in the Kool-Aid or this would be the worst game ever made, but I'm, I'm being I'm being fair. I'm adding the critique. Hmm. Are yeah. you still going to be doing the uh, one truth, one lie version where you <laughs> tell us shit and we have to figure out if it's true or not? Um, Maybe in the next episode. <laughs> kind of forgot about that in my excitement. I'm sorry gonna be honest guys i haven't slept since i got this game <laughs> yeah, i said 10 hours i think i lost a zero <laughs> i think i'm oh no the, the 10 hours is the time in the last 72 that i haven't been playing the game yeah i mean this definitely is one of those games where it's like title card five hours in so i have no clue how long this is gonna be uh enjoying it though having a great time this fucking fucking job and armor and battle system are just they're they're, they're they're made for me and my brain chemistry i love it someone should do a game where they put a title card at like the climax <laughs> <laughs> like right before the final battle <laughs> title card and then, and then you do the final battle, and then end card credits. <laughs> like <laughs> that'd be pretty great. I, <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah, if you're just like, oh wow, no title card in this one. That's interesting choice. And then do they do they do it? Forty five hours later, whoa! <laughs> do they do the thing where a character says the title, the name of the game, and then it goes to the title card? Like, in, in the last 99% of the game? I don't know. Maybe. All right. The ending the ending of the Spider-Man 
PS4 game was felt weird. What? Like, it became obvious that the game was ending. Yeah. But then, like, I don't know. It just was like a final boss battle that wasn't hard, and you won. It was just like, and then mm. Spider-Man. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Miles Morales gets bit at, like, 95%. Uh, and you're like, oh... I know that one. I know by Spider-Man, not a spider. He gets yeah. bit by Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I got bit by a radioactive Spider-Man. Yeah. I, Can you imagine? Is I, that, I, wait, is that Spider-MJ? Is that where that comes from? Oh, oh Ryan. They were just there. getting down. And <laughs> Peter was like, all right, let me get into this. And then. Guys, no, I'm oh, not. Oh, God, we stuck together. Guys, no, I'm not Spider-Man. I'm Spider-Man-Man. Man. I was bitten by a radioactive Spider-Man. I get all 50% the power. 50% man, 50% Spider-Man. I'm only one quarter spider. <laughs> I can lift like twice my body weight. and I have like slightly better situational awareness than most yeah. people. <laughs> I have an inkling. I have, an ink- I have a fantastic sense of direction. I have an inkling when something's uh, out of place or dangerous. Not 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 like a sixth sense, but like a vibe. Yeah. And I'm really good at climbing things. I just I got a knack for it. He's he's not a superhero. He's just a like a peak functioning human adult. Yeah. He's just Alex Honnold from Free Solo, <laughs> like fucking free climbing El Cap. And he's just like, yeah, I'm really good at climbing. I'm not. Like, my hands don't stick to this. I'm it's not just, inhuman. It's just I'm strong. <laughs> I made I made these web slingers, but like not on my own. I used a YouTube tutorial, but like I got them. Yeah, and they're pretty good. I wouldn't like go slinging through Manhattan, but like it really helps with know. the climbing. Yeah, through like the forest. Like I'd be down. <laughs> I I would go ham in like Utica, New York, with these Manhattan though. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it seems like I'm pushing it a little bit. If I fall from a great height, I I do I will die. I'm pretty sure. Right. <laughs> Haven't done it. Pretty sure I just die though. I'm not quite. I I, mean... I spring I spring back fairly quickly. You know, like I broke my leg a couple years back, and I guess I you know got my recovery time cut a little short. They took the cast off two weeks early, but like, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, my uncle isn't dead, but he's dead to me. A uh, very tense relationship there. I, I don't want to get into it. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, that one got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Andrew, what are you checking out? Nothing. Nothing of consequence. <laughs> the concept... <laughs> Having a dead uncle is inherent to being Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how much of it's part of Miles Morales. Like how I much mean, he has a dead uncle by uncle the end Aaron of that movie. Died. Yeah. In the end of Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, I don't know if that's inherent to the Miles Morales lore in the same way that Uncle Ben is inherent to. Yeah, my Uncle Benji, he just started getting really into QAnon and... It's just yeah, like exactly. we we can't I can't associate it with him anymore. I just so that can't was hard. Do it. it started with me unfollowing him on Facebook, and then it eventually became 
the unfriending and the blocking because I just just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't. How depleted do you think it could be before it's like untraceable? And it's just like Genghis Khan. Like, uh, you know, we all have a little bit of Genghis Khan. Yeah, like this this lineage has a little Spider-Man somewhere down the line. You just no, see like I a d- guy slacklining out in the out in the park and they're like, oh, yeah, he's good. like he's like tenth Spider-Man. Yeah, he, Spider-Man tenth removed. He he's kind of quippy sometimes in the right company, but uh, that's about it. In the right company, yeah, he's like socially awkward, but he can be like. You know, if you kind of like, you know, get get, get past the shell, mm-hmm. every once in a while he'll he'll have a good quip. I saw him like jump up to get something off the highest shelf the other day, and I thought, like, man, he's got hops. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah, he was like a high school bench warmer in basketball. <laughs> he, wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't really good. I see him at the Y every now and then. Like, he's yeah. he's not the worst guy out there. He's competent. You wouldn't he wouldn't be the last one picked. You know what? Yeah, you know you need people to scrimmage against on a on a basketball team too. He filled that role well. Practice squad. Huh. Jesus Christ. That will take us into the breakouts. Andrew, you you wrote that all down, and this, that's going to be a highlight, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You just said the breakouts. I'm confused. Wait. Yeah. No, no, thought... the group chat. No, damn it! I'm distracted by Spider-Man men. <laughs> Or would it be Spider-Man men? Would the Spider-Men be plural? Because then if you get bit by two Spider-Men, do you oh. become more powerful? <laughs> Does it work in the inverse? <laughs> I am a Spider-Spider-Man. <laughs> well, uh, wait, no. If you're bitten by two Spider-Man, wouldn't it be Spider-Man, Spider-Man, man? <laughs> and then if you get bit by two radioactive spiders... Is when you become Spider Spider Man. Yeah, and it gets a little fucking dark. <laughs> no, no, no! You, you start get, losing that humanity. You get yeah. bit by a radioactive spider that had been bitten by a radioactive spider. Yeah, <laughs> Spider Spider. No, no. In that case, I it got is... bit by a Spider Spider. Uh, no, in that case, it is I am Spider to the second power man. Oh, I'm yeah, Spider Squared Man. man. Yeah. Spider Squared Man. It's the same as Spider Spider Man. Fucking, you got bit by a spider, spider. (laughs) A spider with the power of a spider. (laughs) Wait, what happens if you get bit by a spider that had been bitten by Spider-Man? And you're by Spider-Man spider? (laughs) Or a man spider? Man Uh, Spider-Man? Peter Parker's just rolling on ecstasy. <laughs> and, a, and a spider lands on his, his his fucking hand and he's like, you know what? <laughs> Getting kind of curious. <laughs> he loses his powers. <laughs> yeah, it just transfers straight into the spider. Oh, he hadn't considered that. If he was bitten by a radioactive human, does that cancel it out? Yeah. No, I think he just gains the power of a human. Oh. Yeah, when you get bit by a radioactive spider, it's an additive thing. <laughs> so, I... Spider-Man and man. What? It... But in a different way. What is the he's opposite? Man- no, he's man-man-man. <laughs> you get bit by a radioactive man. That's just a person we've killed. 
Andrew, what did you think of the latest episode of WandaVision? I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Been a little busy. That's fair. We can talk about it next week. All right. All right. It, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I will hold back. Um, anything else as a group that we got going on that we want to chat or, uh, yeah, where are we at? I don't think so. Fair. I said we do a clap sync in the wind down then. Dig it. Oh, yeah. I'm digging it today on what is apparently rare disease day. And we hope you dug this episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Email us your questions and business opportunities at voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram and YouTube, where you might be listening to this episode already. Put a lot of great highlights on there, created by Andrew, with just, just some top-tier thumbnail art. I don't know what inspired you to have the sword coming out of Buster's skull. But that, that was magnificent. Sometimes things are just in your head. Like a sword. Yeah. And you got to get it out on paper. Thank you for putting that into the world. Uh, if you are financially able to, please support us on Patreon, where we have a lot of great tiers. You'll be joining the terrific lights of sensual Richard Nixon, Sucky Badger, and Tiffany Cole. Uh also, use the actual link in the description down below if you'd like to help a collection of great progressive causes. And finally, I am Lucas DeWriter. Follow me on Twitter at Lucas DeWriter to keep up with all of my writing. And there's also going to be a link to an article I'm particularly proud of uh, that examines the uh, ha- that examines how Chainsaw Man handles platonic relationships that I wrote for the terrific website Anime Feminist. How are we ending this one, boys? How are we rolling out of here? We're rolling out of here on four wheels. Okay. I'm Carman. <laughs> hit by a radioactive car. <laughs> yeah, hit. Not bit. No. Bit. Yeah, just run over. I thought it would turn me... I, I thought it would send me to a fantasy anime land where I'd be the protagonist, but nope. Just, just, just a radiated. with broken legs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Flame Man. I was... I lit died. by a radioactive flame. I died <laughs> in a radioactive house fire. This is no. He was lit. <laughs> this, is, this is getting closer to Mega Man bosses than Spider-Man <laughs> characters. I think. Acne Man. <laughs> I, I was zit by <laughs> facial facial pockmarks. I was Batman. I was bit by a radioactive bat, and now have yeah, just. Uh, cancer and rabies so i'm soccer uniform man i wore a kit god damn it it's not working that well hpv man when they say when they say when you mess with one of us you mess with all of us that is accurate in my case because most sexually active adults yo i don't think that's hpv i think that's herpes I thought HPV. Yeah, definitely. Was it's really definitely high. herpes. Most HPV people is do very not. Serious. Yeah, most people do not have HPV. I'm gonna say, and, it's va- and there's a vaccine for it. Didn't? I'm 90 sure you're thinking of herpes. Which Approximately no, 79 million Americans are currently infected with HPV. No. Yeah.
with roughly 14 million people becoming newly infected each year. Most men and women, about 80% of sexually active people, are infected with Has HPV. Has been exposed. 15% of Americans aged 14 to 49 are estimated to be infected. Yeah. Although, but most people never know that they have the virus. But they're saying they're estimating 15% to be infected. 75% have been exposed. Yeah, 15% is not the official data. That's what they are predicting. But that's also 15, not 75. 75 yeah. is just exposed, not okay. current. In the same way that, like, yeah, if you go to the grocery store and someone has coronavirus there, you were exposed. You don't have coronavirus, necessarily. Herpes, they're saying, no, herpes is also not that high. It's, it's like, what we consider herpes, it's, what is it? It's like herpes 1, and herpes 2, or herpes A, and herpes B, something like that. Mm-hmm. One of them is, like, the really bad kind like, you know, the, haha, you now have genital warts. Like, that's, like, not as common. But it's something like... But I think like, even that isn't as bad as they, like, kind of made it out to oh, be in sex yeah. ed, basically. Okay. That's like Because it, it has, like, flare-ups, and, like, it's most of the time, like, there's nothing there and everything it's... like that. Like, it's the same thing as when they were like, hey, kids, drugs are bad. You know, weed, bad. <laughs> yeah. Heroin, bad. Same like, amount of bad. It's just like, hold on, there's, there's levels here. <laughs> like, we gotta... You should probably teach the levels, because otherwise people are going to think everything's equal. What about alcohol? I mean, as long as you're 21, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Gucci. Nothing bad could happen there. Cigarettes? Just have to be 18. <laughs> if you're I... 18, you can't legally get cancer. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're just not legally is... allowed to complain about it. Oh. They're, well, they're not going to yeah. test your kids for that. Don't worry about it. Uh, we gotta wrap this shit, man. Hour right, 45. this is a long one. Thank you all for listening. Uh, hope you enjoy what we do. Quarantine cast tomorrow. Um, hope you have a great weekend and good luck with whatever you're doing. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>